0: Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Foll a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators through sharing memories and stories Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messen Broadcast with Jess full.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jess full coming to you live from my studio in Baltimore, Maryland, where our internet is moody today, so I don't know this show could be super annoying and sound ridiculous, and we'll find out. but luckily, I have a good friend with me today that knows about this apartment really well so it's fine. Uh, Chris Keating's here with us to talk about extras, trees and booking the hottest EDM artists in the game. Chris is talent buyer and festival director of Moonrise Festival, the largest music festival in Maryland. Talent buyer and festival director for Lost Lands, a four-day 40,000 person a day camping festival in Ohio. Talent buyer for Steve's Promo, producing 250 shows a year from Connecticut out to Ohio and down to Virginia. Marketing director for Culta, a medical cannabis grow processor and dispensary in Maryland, and a charter partner specializing in entertainment at JMA Jets, a Miami-based private jet firm. So much like me, Chris is a jack of all trades, but he's like keeping it all pretty centrally located in some like, you know, pretty posh entertainment gigs. So we always jive on some fun combos. So I'm happy to have you here, Chris. How are you, bud? I'm
0: good. Happy to be here, Jess. How are you?
1: I'm good. So, is how's it sound on your end? Am I breaking up?
0: I have, I can hear you nice and clear. It sounds like, well, you got a good internet connection for now.
1: Okay, let's just I'm going to sit really really still. You I'm like a statue right now. <laughs> okay. So, Chris and I kind of go way back. We're both prep school, Catholic school survivors, and then we reconnected through music and rock and roll you know, jam music, the disco biscuits, you know, many years later once I moved home from New York. And, you know, when I was starting my art career, Chris was definitely one of the first people to take notice of it and to get me involved with the Baltimore art scene. I think I lost Chris's call. Chris, you there? Okay, let's see if he calls back in. All right, so anyways, I will keep introducing him. Um, so anyways, he introduced me to a club. Here he is. He introduced me to a club. He was,
0: hey, Jess, sorry. I got kicked one. out yeah. real briefly.
1: Hey, that's all right. We're back. Thanks for calling back in, bud. You know how this works. Um, okay. So anyways, back in the day, I just continued talking about you even though you weren't here. <laughs> um, okay. So. Chris got me involved with a great group of people through eVilla and Eden's Lounge, and that was really kind of a jump-off client for me here in Baltimore, located right in Mount Vernon. So, um, Chris, kind of walk us through how it was that you took notice of my art to begin with, because I kind of forget, like we reconnected through the disco biscuits and seeing each other on the road with like these jam bands. And then I moved home and you were booking for Evilla in Eden's.
0: I was, um, you know, it, the exact moment kind of escapes my memory too. I think we were both kind of just, um, you know, trying to hone our art and whatnot. And, um, you know, I was booking talent at this, uh, this little club in Mount Vernon and um i think we were looking for some uh some art at the time um but i'm not really sure what exactly we were looking for and i think we came upon uh seeing some of your your artwork and then i think uh the owner of the club helen um right. at the time really fell in love with uh some of the um more 3D pieces of artwork, the hangable 3D pieces of artwork that um, you had produced. And yeah, uh, well, I think that at was, that point, that was, I think that at was, that, that, that was point, really after, cool. yeah, I think we were, you know, we were after multiple other hours shit. of just kind of, multiple hours just just sitting in the villa for all of us, I think we just kind of came up with the idea that we should put some of your artwork on the walls.
1: Yeah, and so you guys introduced me for Artscape, which was, like, really cool, because, you know, we all know my feelings on... that and i always Uh love to participate in like when we're having really big outspoken art culture weekends but not necessarily get too involved with it so um if i didn't thank you then i'll thank you now because that was you know a really great time to be right in artscape but not be artscaped (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, absolutely you know right right in the in the trenches of it but still able to kind of you know do our own things
1: yeah, totally do our own thing and throw our own party. And like, you know, you and I have always been kind of of that, I think idea, you know, try to make something unique, try to, um, you know, kind of use what's typical and make it different. That's why I just like love seeing what you've done as, you know, festival director for the, for Moonrise and stuff. I mean, what a great party. I've gone many years in a row. Thank you. And, um, you know, just to see that grow, it has really been something substantial. So tell us about kind of the past few years of you progressing with Moonrise.
0: You know, so um, it, it all, I guess, started a little bit before E-Villa. I was um, doing some concerts with some friends here in Baltimore, just in random places. Um, we did the first Pretty Lights East Coast show, among a few other things, and really just took a liking to it, just really loved the work and um, the interaction with the people and the artists and whatnot. Um, knew I was never really going to be an artist myself, but um, just love, you know, still being hands-on um, in the culture. So um, a little later on, I got the opportunity to um, do the Talent Buying Free Villa, where I was for um, a little over a year, um, at which I left to work on a, um, a little nonprofit um, that involved ticketing. Um, Was there for a short period of time, left, um, and was really looking for some direction, at which point I found uh, Evan Weinstein from Steve's. You know, we had worked together on projects before and um, had discussed working together on Moonrise and things like that. Um, We actually um, started working together again on a bacon, a touring bacon festival.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah! Remember the bacon party? Yep, exactly. (laughs) So
0: I thought I was coming in to start working festivals, and I was. However, they were food festivals. Um, You know, I just honed my skills on site there, and quickly turned around and realized that you know I should be in um, back involved in music. And I think uh, they realized that. And sure enough, um, I was working uh, under Evan for the first little bit there and um, you know we I came into my first moonrise which was uh, their second year of uh, having the event Um, so worked a few years there also at the same time working as a talent buyer um, for Steve's we do another 250 club shows a year uh, or so Um, so just kind of you know found uh, a position for myself in the market
1: yeah, so tell me about like, you know, you mentioned, you know, you you felt that you weren't necessarily going to be an artist, but you know, you wanted to be part of, you know, in a sense that world, the entertainment, the creative world. But in my opinion, you like booking a good show is a form of art. Like putting together a solid lineup, like having a flow of sound and music and appearance and all that good stuff and like there's a momentum to a really good billing if you do it correctly. And I think you guys really accomplished that. So if you haven't kind of looked at what you do as a form of art, I have. So in a way to me, like I do consider what you do, like you an artist. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I definitely um, think curation of any medium, you know, takes a, a good knowledge um, an understanding of whatever art you're working within. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. But you know, I never saw myself as a uh, you know a hands-on painter, or like I could never really get guitar chords down. Might be able to strum a little Dave Matthews medley in my dorm room, but that was about it. You know, <laughs> I just never had the had the mind the, the you know the mind for it. So.
1: Well, Chris, you're a great supporter of the visual arts, and we appreciate you here for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's here. Yeah, okay. So let's get into talking about what you do with CULTA, what CULTA is, and kind of medical marijuana, medical cannabis growing, and all that good stuff. So give us a little background on CULTA, give us a little background on marijuana in Maryland, and also, like, kind of maybe like a little background on like legalities and how this all works. Cause you know, I'm naive.
0: Absolutely. So um, it's actually been uh, a year and a week since um, Maryland opened up their medical program. Um, right now the cannabis industry in Maryland is strictly medical, um, meaning that you need to have a doctor's recommendation um, for cannabis use. Um, currently you can go, you can register with the state. Um, you fill out some information, personal things, whatnot. Um, and that point, you, you just kind of sit and wait. Um, it takes about two to four weeks for the state to process your application, um, at which point you get a patient ID number. Um, at that time, you set up an appointment with either a, um, pro- any provider. It can be your primary care provider or it can be um, a number of specialists in this field. Um, take in your medical records and explain to them um, what your conditions are and why you think that um, you're a candidate for cannabis. And if you are, they will sign off. Um, at that point, you can take your recommendation and go to any number of the dispensaries here in Maryland and um, purchase it legally. So that's, um, that's kind of how it's working right now. Um, so Colta... Um, is a grower, a processor, and a dispensary. We have all three licenses. Uh, so it's kind of funny. We were approached a year ago or so asking if this cannabis brand could sponsor Moonrise. And we all looked at each other and we said, you know, we're not, you know, we're not there yet. We're not, we're not really looking yeah, at like this.
1: That's, um, I feel like that might be trouble.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's a bold step, especially when you're, you know, we don't own the venue, we're leasing it, things like that. There's a lot of uh, issues yeah. that can come along with that. So we put it on the back burner and just kept the conversation going. And I think a uh, little bit further down the line, the people, um, this was Colta I'm speaking of, um, just said, hey, you know, we, we see the marketing you guys do for these concerts. And it's it's a lot like marketing, um, you know, cannabis the same price Mm -hmm. points, the same frequency at which you want people to purchase. And I think at that point, um, exactly, you know, well, a little bit different target audience, you know, the same target audience for, for rec, but, you know, medicinal is a little bit different, but, um, you know, the marketing systems are all the same. Uh, the marketing team kind of looked at me with, um, I have a little bit of knowledge in the, in the topic, um. So I, uh, <laughs> uh we'll insert it at that.
1: Insert stoner laugh. Okay, Chris.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, um, at that point, um, I gave the marketing team, like said, Hey, let's, let's go for this. We should, uh, we should pick these guys up as a client. We have everything we can, uh, all the knowledge and all the systems we can offer. And that's sort of where it all started. And uh, okay, so, we've, we've been there since. Go ahead.
1: No, so this is how. So, as far as CULTA being established in Maryland, you said it, it's been a year and a week. Uh, no, yes. Yeah, a year, the, and a uh,
0: week. Oh, year and a week. Basically, they opened up the marketplace. CULTA itself opened in April.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. You guys have been having some parties and stuff down there. All right. So, okay, you do all this stuff, you get your medical marijuana license or whatever, and then you're like. Yes. Mm, I don't know anything really about weed. I know okay. that I want to smoke weed, and I don't know where to begin. So can you give us the ABCs on weed buying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So currently in the state, you can purchase some um, products under a few different forms. Um, we categorize them as flour which is actually the, you know, the pot, the cannabis, the weed that you're used to, just the, the buds themselves. Um, you can purchase that and smoke that, vaporize it. Um, you can turn it into your own ingestibles right now. However, the state is not really allowing uh, manufacturers to produce edibles, if you will. Um, another option you have is to get concentrates, which is um, the psychoactive material or the, the two different cannabinoids, your THC, for your CBD, um, which could be extracted and then um, in a concentrate put into a concentrated form, which again most of the time is vaporized. Um, so that's that's the two primary um, sources of uh, intake. Um, you can still there are a few um, what they're calling light ingestibles, I guess, and they're they're very low dosage um, lozenges and things like that. So those are the three primary um, ways of ingesting here in the state, although I would say the two of concentrates and flour itself are the, the main means. Um, basically, once you get your recommendation, the best bet is to go into uh, any dispensary. I highly recommend Colta. But, um, Me too. <laughs> any, any, exactly. Any dispensary in the area and talking with a patient specialist. Um, if you have some experience, they'll they'll guide you. If you don't have any experience, they'll really help you try to pick out the proper medicine for you. Um, indicas, there's kind of two different classifications of cannabis right now. Um, there's sativa and indica. Um, sativa is a little bit more high feeling. You um, are a little bit more active. It's a little more thought provoking um, than the indica. Um, type is a little bit more sedative, kind of gives you that stoned feeling, gives you what people refer to as couch lock. So depending on your um, your ailments, um, you know, they'll try to guide you to something in there um, between a sativa and an indica that will help uh, alleviate your symptoms.
1: Right on. So, okay, say you have a family dynamic that kind of wigs you out. And, you know, you want to go to Christmas, you want to, You have to spend all day with the fam, and, you know, things, things can get a little stressful, and sometimes, you know, maybe Uncle Larry said something inappropriate or whatever, and you want to be able to feel like it just rolls off your back, but however you want to deliver witty one-liners, <laughs> what,
0: would
1: yeah. what would you recommend to pull that off?
0: Uh, you know, unfortunately, um, in laws and uh, holidays are not a qualifying condition for medical cannabis yet.
1: Um, but uh, fair, fair. But
0: um, yeah, crippling anxiety from these events uh, certainly could be. So um, if that were uh, if that were something that you were um, you know trying to cure, I would recommend something you know a hybrid. Um, You still want to be able to be a little functional, but you still want to have that sedative feeling. So uh, everything kind of just bounces off of you, if you know what I mean. Um, We have a few different things. We have some strains called Space space, Face, which seems to be a pretty popular one. The Rocket Fuel is also a popular uh, hybrid strain for us. I would say one of those, too. Maybe a little vape pen so you can sneak out the back door and medicate while you're – without anyone noticing with uncle without uncle Larry calling attention to you
1: Yeah, right. Because, you know, come on, uncle Larry, give it a rest. Yo, Chris, I know yep. you have another phone call here in a couple of minutes. So, um, and on that brilliant PR move, we're going to we're going to quit. <laughs> because that was just so eloquent. Um, all right. So, anyways, you we've been listening oh, to uh, we've been talking to Chris Keating, and he's part of the Medical Cannabis Grow Processor and Dispensary called CULTA here in Maryland. Um, I just want to thank him for taking time out today for joining us and getting us ready for the holidays.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So, Hopefully I help.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So we will see you or you. He- week right here on Lions Radio Network from all of us here at Jess Messin studio. Thank you for tuning in all over the world. We appreciate you, and we will be back next week. Uh, see you then. Bye. Later, Chris.
0: Thanks, Jess. Bye.